If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Today's episode is brought to you by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. Mm-hmm. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash friendzone. And to show support for the Friendzone podcast, use code friendzone to get $30 off of your first month. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Okay! Welcome to the Friendzone. Is the friend zone. Let's start the show. If you look in my life and see what I see. If you look in my life and see what I see. La da 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 da. As we ride on by, the drugs so good. I smoke that weed and stay high. And me and my girl, we look fly. I see eye to eye. She my bitch, she my ride. She matching my fly. And we cruise down the highway. The stars are shining our way. It's like a holiday. I said, baby, you okay? Tell me what you need, baby. I will show provide. Look me in my eyes, baby. This ain't no surprise. Why you say you want me? Look me in my eyes. Tell me it's a surprise, surprise, surprise. I see the one. I see the stars above. It's me. The one that shines is you. And I can see inside your eyes, your thoughts. I know it's me. I know it's me. Cause I'm the one for you. For you, the one, the one that I'ma do. Right by and right by me too. You will do all the things you said you'll do. If you look in my life. See what I see. Word to Mary J. Blige. Yeah, I better give a quiet storm. Strength of a woman. <laughs> Shout out to everybody. We had fun. <laughs> Welcome to the friend zone. Your weekly look into everything mental health, mental illness, mental hygiene. Because who in the hell? Hey. Want some musty brain? Want some musty mm. brain? I know Deadly I don't. Skills, Come on, Pep. <laughs> Come on, Pep and your step. Come on, Pepper. They came with salt. Shout out to Sandy Pepper Denton. Showing her ass on growing up hip hop every week. 
Oh now, I love salt and pepper, but Sandy be in the middle of the shit. What happened? With Christiana Wait, that's at the barge on now? That. Yeah, well, it just went off. Like the You never talk about it. I did. We had talked about it a couple weeks ago, and yeah, I was talking he... about Christiana at the barge. Oh. I can't believe I have to say that stupid-ass name. Her name sounds like a country. <laughs> You know, well, the family is from Christiania. Um, they uh, that's we vacation in Christiania sometimes. Right. A villa in Christiania. Oh, that, that's dope. I was to, so maybe they was on the song. I mean, it's okay. She just be getting on my nerves. She just got to do something with like it. her low key. Oh well, she needs to do something with the name. <laughs> anyway, you know, shout out to Pepper, state. Sandy Pepper Den. Hey, friend. Hey, Dustin. How you doing? I'm good. That's good. How was your weekend? My weekend was awesome. Shout out to Atlanta. I got to be down there and kick it with my family and, of course, go out there with my friends. Uh, shout out to Crystal and Kiffy at The Reed. Shout out to The and Reed, baby. Shout out to Bar Taco, my new favorite obsession out in Atlanta. So if you're in Atlanta, you go on to Bar Taco, please think of me every time you go. It was my favorite place, and I can't wait to go back when I go back to Atlanta. If Bar Taco was fun, I can't wait to go to Club Chicken Wang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and oh you know God. what? You know what? Speaking of chicken, we're going to come back to that at the on the very next segment. But uh, my weekend was great. I also got to go to see Solange last night. Uh, it was amazing. A seat at the table. I tried to get tickets. And I'm like, I can't do the like hella, hella, hella nosebleed seats because I need Yo. to experience it. And it was only like a couple of tickets left. I was like, first of I'll all, wait. I had no idea how big. I mean, it's huge. I've been like outside Radio City around it, but to go in and experience and like we was on the low level. So I'm like, oh, okay, we got some really good yeah, seats. Yeah, Crystal got her tickets early. Then we looked up and I was like, oh, shit. I didn't realize it was three balconies up there. But like it's in the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> And those are the Shit. only tickets left at the upper, upper room. <laughs> Man. But it was still lit. It was still an experience. And Solange would have sent your ass to the upper did room. Did she do the scream? Yes, she absolutely yes. did. And shout out to all the white people there that was trying to get lit when, you know, she started playing Don't Touch My Hair. It made me feel Uh-oh. a little uncomfortable. But I love that, you know, she still does it for all my niggas in the whole wide world. <laughs> Singing the fuck out of that wish a nigga would say that next to me. But they were all behaved. Were you looking at, at the... people's mouths to see? <laughs> all my niggas in the whole wide world. I was looking at their mouths for God. I had to do it. But it was an amazing weekend and it was a great, amazing start to the week. How was your weekend, friend? It was good. It was productive. I yes. did a lot of work. I have to prep. Um, I'm in the middle of prepping next year's tour, next mm-hmm. year's wellness tour. Yeah. I know. So it's interesting trying it to be in the stop. moment for this tour, but also having to be a year ahead and planning everything. It's a little new for me. Yeah. Totally out of my comfort zone because y'all know I like to be in the here and now. But that's the way business goes. But I'm excited. I can't wait to... Tell you guys what cities we're hitting and the sponsors and just all the details at the top of the year. What about you, Dustin? What'd you do this weekend? Before we get to that, so basically what you're saying is you're on your 2018 shit. Okay. 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 You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was Next in 2018 this ass. weekend. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Futuristic swag. Uh, right. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Cardi B, number one record holder and shit. Number Second week in a row, country. too. Oh, two, time. two times. Two times. Two times. Two times. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I had a great weekend. I too, I too, <laughs> was quite productive this weekend and got a lot of work done. Um, and then I also made just a little bit of time for play, so that was cool. Yes, um, I actually went to a concert this weekend. Shout out to um, Tamar Braxton. Um, I actually went to go see her yes. and uh, Keith Sweat. What? <laughs> yes. yes, I went. Um, it was a really cool little date. You know what I'm saying? And I had a great time. Tamar's voice was in tip. Top shape. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And she sounded great. And Keith Sweat opened his set with Don't Stop Your Love, which is like my favorite, well, one of my favorite Keith Sweat songs because, baby, he got a catalog like Spiegel. So <laughs> I um, I enjoyed all them hits. And when it was time to go, it was time to go. Aww. And so it was really good. Cute. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, everybody was in a music mood this weekend. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to... Bump and groove, you know what yeah, I'm man. saying? Yeah, man, I actually like, I... just got my tickets. Do you guys know Napalm? Yes. The singer of Hiatus Coyote. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, she's uh, releasing her solo album on the 22nd. Oh, shit. Yeah, she has a song out now on Spotify called Homebody mm-hmm. that is incredible. I mean, not that I thought anything less would come out of such a talented woman, but she's performing on the 16th. Um, in Williamsburg, so you know I have to in be the there. Building. I am damn. so damn excited. I don't know if she's performing like all her new material. I'm assuming because it's her solo project. So excited to see what that sounds like. You she know, I, you got to squeeze wave. in. Yeah, you got to squeeze in some music, some uh, concerts before the year's over. It's a good weekend. I'm right? glad you guys had a good fin de semana. <laughs> <laughs> Delicioso. Oh, shoot. Y'all ready to jump into this week's show? Yes. Well, let's jump into the recap first. Recap. So, on last week's episode, Dustin came up with the genius idea of our uh, wildcard episode being One Gotta Go, which you guys see on Twitter all the time. It was hysterical. I got death threats <laughs> throughout the week for saying that Martin got to go. It's, I understand. Oh, I understand. Oh, I can't damn. even be mad at you. And it came at a really bad time, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. Never mind. I'm going to stop. <laughs> oh, and then I was, you know, it was funny. I was watching the Def Jam. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> what is it? The 25-year an- uh, uh-huh. anniversary special on uh-huh. Netflix. And when they were honoring him, I was like, damn, uh-huh. damn. Uh-huh. <laughs> Damn, Cheetah. Uh-huh, but you know, it's cool. <laughs> you know, it happens. I may to have to retract that statement. You know, it, and I saw you say you had to retract your Bojangles statement. You know, I, I have <laughs> I have a testimony actually on your heart. Say it. Growth is being able to admit when you are wrong. Well, speak actually, to, I'm still Lord. not technically wrong because I still can't really necessarily get rid of the other things. But let me just tell you one good thing about Atlanta. I am a proud ATLian, so I must say. Atlanta, we take pride in our service as well as our product. So, in the ATL airport, I seen that Bojangles, and I was like, you know what? I have to get me the biscuit. I forgot. I always stop at this airport. <laughs> and you know what they always say to you in the airport is, welcome to Atlanta. It don't matter where you di- dine in. So, you know, they go, hi, welcome to Atlanta. Welcome. Uh, this is Bojangles. My name is X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, you know what? And I ordered that hot, fresh, delicious biscuit Speak that I forgot. Because the last time I had it, you know, it was in D.C. And D.C. It was all cold and air, whatever, yeah. right? Because it's the Union Station. So it's like yeah. that. In the airport? It wasn't like that a couple years ago, though, when Barack Obama was in office. Absolutely. So it was a blessing to be there. Now Absolutely. it's shit. Now go ahead, the though. people ain't happy no more, so the food ain't really hot and delicious. Don't, don't nobody just... give Even the animals don't even give a fuck. <laughs> don't nobody give a fuck. I don't care if I'm good. When I ordered that Cajun filet on that hot buttery biscuit, that cloudy, delicious yes. biscuit, and I got me a hot Bojangles bowberry biscuit. Speak on it. I remembered why it was such a hard decision to let that one go. It has berries in it? 
the bowberry biscuit is a biscuit with uh, blueberries in it, but it has a, a frosting <gasps> drizzle on it. It's like a cinnamon what? roll. It's like a oh, cinnamon so roll it's biscuit. Sweet. It's not savory. Mm-hmm. But the ba- the biscuit itself is still like that that fresh, cloudy biscuit. It's just that sweet. It's it's delicious. I brought one home for someone. They were so thankful to have it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to have to share some words about Bojangles because they did still bless my heart. But Aww. I still had Chick-fil-A and I still had Zaxby's and they still blessed my spirit. So there was still no way I could remove them. And, you know, Popeye's is still a staple in my life. So, <laughs> Well, those are our two retracted statements from last week's episode. As <laughs> usual, you guys love this episode, which was so damn funny. We're going to be more mindful of making sure that we have wildcard episodes at least once a month because yes. it was so much fun. I think the world needs more laughter. Yes, Lord. A lot more laughter. So we'll make sure to make that a priority. But as always, you guys had a lot to say. Asante, who stood out to you? Oh, that was all I had to say on that. Oh, just the... No, because people were in my mentions after I said I have some words to share. And they were just all like, speak on it. And they started to name the sides and all that. And by the <laughs> way, the sides at Bojangles still are just the sides at Bojangles. So, but I will say they have the all-day breakfast, which is good. So, Bojangles does still get some stars from me. Dad, what about you, Dustin? What did you find in these Twitter streets? First of all, I just want to give a huge shout-out to everybody that understood where I was coming from about them famous Amos cookies. Uh, I cannot begin to count yo, the, the number of tweets so of people who agree that it's a hard time. You got a hard time eating a famous Amos cookie. I'm just going to put it like that. It's too <laughs> tough and hard. It's like eating rocks. One girl said it's she crazy. was in class in college, uh-huh. and a kid next to her was crunching it in class, and she said she couldn't stop laughing, thinking of you. <laughs> see? See? <laughs> Saying hard. She said she could hear him. Every single crunch. It's like eating, eating rocks. It's crazy. But I want to give a shout out to everybody. Um, shout out to King JHJ on Twitter, James Hunter, who said, I call upon the power of the ancestors and the strength of 10 crackheads. And he had a bag of famous Amos cookies. So <laughs> that really said well with me. Um, I want to give a shout out to Claude Kelly, the Claude Kelly of York, hey. Lewis, York, excuse me. Um, songwriter extraordinaire who's responsible along with Chuck Harmony for composing our original theme song. Shout out to us for being a podcast that has, you know, that level of talent on our intro music. You know, shout out to that. But anyway, he tweeted, um, I think trees may be the most evolved things. Live long, bend with the wind, stay grounded, shed dead leaves, lean towards light, drink water. That just made all the sense in the world to me. So profound. Shout out to Claude Kelly. Um, (laughs) Shout out to, and not even a shout out to, this is more like a rest in peace shout out to Tom Petty. Um, oh, man. He's a pioneer extraordinaire of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers <gasps> who gave the following quote. This is my last tweet because it may take just a brief longer than it should, so I'm not going to go too long this week. But shout out to Tom Petty who said regarding police brutality, again, people just need to think about how it looks to, to a black person. It's just awful. It's just like how a swastika looks to a Jewish person. He's speaking about the Confederate flag. It just shouldn't be on flagpoles. Beyond the flag issue, we're living in a time I never thought we'd see. The way they're losing black men and citizens in general is horrific. What's going on in society is unforgivable. As a country, we should be more concerned with why the police are getting away with targeting black men and killing them for no reason. That's a bigger issue than the flag. 
years from now, people will look back on today and say, you mean we privatized the prisons so there's no profit unless the prison is full? You'd think someone in kindergarten could figure out how stupid that is. We're creating so many of our own problems. So I figured since he's not here to share that nugget of wisdom, I'll do it on his part as a tribute. So rest in peace, Tom Petty. Free Fallin' is one of my all-time favorite songs. Man, and I I actually discovered Tom Petty um, when I discovered alternative music and yes. like rock in '96, mm-hmm. yes, that's mm-hmm. really when I started listening to like Z100, which is why we did the white radio episode because <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's when everybody kind of caught on. And he was one of the first people. Remember his song "You Don't Know How It Feels"? Yes, yes. You don't know how it feels to be me. Ooh, yeah. remember? Mm-hmm. Oh man, rest in Time peace, Tom Petty. You're the realest, yeah, man. <laughs> oh. Okay, on SoundCloud, yes, Kaylin Mich- Mich- I was gonna say Michelle. It's Mitchell. <laughs> well, wow, you know, people like saying their name like it's French. Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Kaylin Mitchell on SoundCloud said, "I loved the wellness segment this week. I drive for Lyft in LA, and after graduating from college with a bachelor's degree in nutrition." I'm a little salty about how hard it is to get my foot in the door in the field of nutrition. I've dreaded driving lately because what the fuck did I go to school for to be driving bougie people around all day? (laughs) Well, to lift my spirits around, uh, well, to lift my spirits and my vibrations while in my car for hours on end every day, I'm going to spray the inside of my car with the sprays that Fran talked about in the wellness segment. I'm already planning on purchasing the higher self and auric shield waters to mist inside my car while I work to make a more harmonious environment for myself and the passengers. Thank you for putting me on to this. I love that. I love it. Right? Resonance Apothecary on Etsy. And shout out to Haznea because she's actually going to be launching her website this hey. week. I'm so hey. proud of her. Um, yeah, it's Miriam Haznea. Of course, I will post the link and spelling to that this week as soon as she has it launched. It's going to have access to all her classes, to our tour dates, to all of her sprays and teas and just all her work in general. So really proud of her. And please support that once it launches. Like I said, I'll let you guys know where that is, where that can be found. What was her name again? Kaylin Mitchell. They drive a, she drive a Lyft, right? Yeah. And she into nutrition. Mm-hmm. But she don't like being in the Lyft, right? Right. The, to tell you what the problem is, I already done figured it out. Oh, my God. It's the snacks. You can't be in no Lyft offering niggas quinoa and, uh, hey and what else? What else they eat? Chia seeds and shit. <laughs> don't nobody... Where is the M and M's, the Broccoli baby Snickers, right? Where is the peppermints and the the wintergreen lifesavers and shit? That's what I want in my lift. You I don't come in my lift for chips. kale chips and uh, that'd uh, be my lift. Dried up vacuum ass banana chips and shit. I don't want oh. that. So maybe you know what I'm saying. If I have nuts. a pleasant, more pleasant time, yo, that would be a really cute campaign. Is <laughs> lift. Worked with influencers where we created an experience in the car. That would be amazing. Where yours would be like anime or like cartoons playing in the back. Where mine would be like an aromatherapy diffuser. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> you know some of them do like the karaoke and the video yeah, games. Yeah, like and the stuff one that like me that. and Maya bumped into. Uh-huh. Mine gonna look like the uh, "Where Have You Been" video. Lasers and dancing gonna look like a club in my Yo, that would be so genius. Anyways, credit us if you do do that because we will find out. So let's jump into this week's episode. Okay, so there has been, first of all, I want to say there's been a very, very heavy couple of weeks. It's been a heavy year, to be honest, but there's been a lot of natural disasters that have been hitting the Caribbean and Texas and Florida and Mexico yesterday. Well, by the time you guys hear this, it'll be two days prior. We had the situation in Vegas. So it's just a lot going on. And one of the things that is being spawned out of all of these situations, starting all the way back with the elections of Agent Orange, is that there's Mm. a lot of fake news. A lot of fake news situations. And I was actually reading an article that kind of blew my mind that it was talking about how Google and Facebook are actually... <laughs> thing is, nobody's going to say they're in trouble because they practically rule the world. Right, right. But they're having a fake news problem. Forbes actually released an article where they said that as as news continued to unfold on Monday morning about the Las Vegas massacre, um, both Google and Facebook prominently displayed false reports on the unfolding tragedy underscoring the ongoing failure of the Internet's largest news platforms managing misinformation. What happened was that there was a forum, which I will not mention their name because, as we say, where attention flows, energy goes. We're not sending them energy. But they are so powerful that they can come together and actually redirect the news. They can redirect... Um, information and they figured out how to redirect the algorithm on Google where they became the top news story. So if That's anyone scary. was searching the Las Vegas situation, their who what they wrote basically came up as the first hit as breaking news. So what they decided to do, because they are from the outright, this forum, they wanted to just randomly pick someone who was against Trump, who was a liberal, who was a Democrat. They picked some random guy from Facebook and posted his information and started saying his name, his Facebook, all his information where he lived, saying that he was the killer of the, that he was the shooter behind the Vegas so massacre. So when you Googled Vegas, Vegas massacre, massacre killer. His Facebook popped up. And even a headline that made it sound as if the news had already found the killer confirming it. So that's how they made it appear. They figured out how to do that. And this was also a problem on Facebook as well. They got it to appear on Facebook. As So I say all that to say this. While, yes, it's, you know, a problem with these top news sites not figuring out how to handle the information, like not figuring out filters and how to get information confirmed before it's published, But there's also half the battle of us as consumers of this information and how much of a role we play Mm -hmm. in commenting and recirculating the information as we see it, clickbait, um, 
creating think pieces based on things that haven't been confirmed, you know, and kind of like spreading mm-hmm. the misinformation because that's the only way it can be spread is by all of us. So here's my question to you. And this is outside of just these situations in particular, but on let's go on a smaller scale. Be honest. Have you ever seen information about someone, whether it was like a celebrity, a politician, um, even maybe another influencer, just someone that's well-known on the internet, like Black Twitter. Have you ever seen something come up, whether it was drama or something about someone, and you commented or retweeted it or said something without actually confirming that it was even true? Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just did it the other day, actually. Last What week did that shit come out about Wendy Williams' husband going with the girl down <laughs> oh, the street? Uh, that was last week, I think. I just did it last week. I didn't click no links. I seen that what they had looked reputable, and it was like a long... They said it was like a year. They have been investigating for a year. They said all that in the headline. I'm not clicking that, and it's about Wendy Williams, and she's been viciously mean to everybody for years. Like, right. it's the opportunity of a lifetime. <laughs> of course, I shared it. Click, didn't click it, but shared it and all that. And I don't know what that lady's husband was doing <laughs> with that other lady. And sadly enough, to add to that, I actually clicked on the link and as opposed to reading the actual article, I scrolled through it to see how much information it was. And then I read through the comments, which is a problem that I think I developed from YouTube. Like sometimes, oh you know, sometimes on YouTube, instead of actually watching the video, I got stuck reading the comments. Like I would used to, you know, TRL is back. Woo. Shout out to that. But while <laughs> TRL, TRL wasn't around watching music videos, I just used to get lost in the comments at the bottom as opposed to just watching the video. So then I think I kind of applied that same. it's like same. a whole community in itself. Yeah. So then as a po- it's almost like, you know, when someone tells you like, oh, girl, let me tell you what happened. So instead of getting the news update or instead of actually experiencing the news firsthand, whatever it is, I was reading these secondhand pieces in the comments without actually paying firsthand attention in certain cases. Wendy Williams, prime example. I was like, oh, damn, this is a long ass post. So there's a lot of information here. And then the people in the comments were like, yep, this this evidence is more than reputable without even knowing who these people are, if they're even real people or what their background is to trust what they're even saying, let alone trusting the people that publish this ad. And just because they had a bunch of pictures, we don't know if that's his niece. Right. You know what I mean? That could be his cousin. Like Even that picture with the uh, names on the post-it in a mailbox. It's oh. like, how can we confirm that this is that their mailbox? So with the like, Right? It looked like they literally wrote their names on a post-it and slid it into the box, took a picture. For the postmaster. Right. It sure do look like that, and I still believe it. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> but right, tis like, true. I believe it. But we don't know for a certainty. You know what I mean? I believe it because I want to believe it. Right. So I get what you're saying. And I I mean, I guess my concern, and I've seen it happen more so with celebrities and, and like my own peers where there'll be, and even artists. There have been a lot of artists that we, like you'll hear terrible things about things that happen. Like let's say the Usher story. I, I was just thinking say about Usher. the herpes. <laughs> Just was thinking about Like, let's say the Usher story. Let's let's play devil's advocate for a second because Mm -hmm. we don't know. Right. But let's say that that was all a lie. Mm -hmm. Well, we know one of them was a lie. (laughs) But the other shit you talk about. Right. Let's just say that that it was a lie, that it was made up, that even the paperwork, um, I think it was like court documents that were released. Like, let's say somebody just created, because, you know, Photoshop is incredible. You could literally create anything. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what these forums 
have proven is just how powerful they are at changing the narrative to whatever they need it to be changed to. Mm. So I'm thinking of it in terms of even your peers and celebs and someone like Usher, for example, who, yo, the memes, the jokes. I mean, I think every podcast, including ours, talked about it that week. Um, (laughs) You know, and and it's just like... It's a private matter. (laughs) I mean, it's such a private matter. Private but, parts matter. <laughs> and I think... Privates But I think, matter. imagine it being you. Like, what? No, but listen, imagine... No, for, no, him, listen, for what? Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> imagine, a, imagine someone coming out... Yeah, with a liar like that. With moment. paper, with the document, proving that they were with you in the court, or they had, like, something from the doctor's, and, and tying it back to you and making a post and ending up on the shade room or wherever else people end up and, you know, making it seem like there are receipts, like mm-hmm. this is proven, even though you know yourself that it's a lie. Right. But you know how the internet is. By the time that information starts circulating, <sighs> there's no way to control it. Charlemagne always says it. He always says the truth, the li- a lie is more entertaining than the truth. Um and I just think that's the scary part in a way because there's because we are a culture of laughter and I think people just love making fun. Like that's what the internet Twitter's become. It's become you notice how many posts go viral now? Yeah. It's like, viral. Oh my god. Oh, Talk about his virus got the uh herpes simplex oh, virus. No. So mad at you. I can't believe that. But imagine that being you. I know. Well, it's crazy because I've seen it happen firsthand in a few different cases. I have too with our own friends. Yeah. Shit just hits the internet and without people actually looking to see whatever it is, they just go on that campaign like, oh shit, y'all see here go a name and like we Mm -hmm. just go on crowd, like bandwagon and get them the fuck up out of here and it all becomes scandal as opposed to, you know, this being the information age and you go out to actually go and get the information and get all the facts because... Information comes so fast and there's always so much happening that once you see all that hype around the story, you know, you have to catch the story, catch the hype, uh, get your jokes in or whatever the hell, as opposed to getting all the facts, building an actual opinion around it, deciding if you care enough about it that you you should even be reading it. Because sometimes you read into something and then you're like, oh, I don't actually give a fuck about this shit. Like, I don't even know why I was talking about this. As opposed to it being like, oh, like the Kardashians, like Travis Scott and this, that, and the third. And it's like, sometimes that shit's entertaining to escape. But then when you're going in depth and you realize that you might not even care about that shit. That's why sometimes I feel bad. I'm like, oh, I don't actually care about that. As opposed to it being like me pretending that I do and then feeding into it and then becoming a problem where people will just give more opinions on things they don't actually know about just to like fit into whatever's going on. And you're right that people just want that hot take. They want to be the first to crack the joke. Mm -hmm. There's like a time frame of when things are funny because information moves so fast that I think... You know, people are trying to catch that window of like, when can I crack my joke before this gets old? It's a couple things involved. Number one, you have to consider who's saying it, right? Where is this this new bit of information coming from? A lot of times, you know, more often than not, it's really easy to see the motive behind it. Mm-hmm. And then you're able to discount the information. You know what I mean? It's false. So sometimes you have to kind of police yourself and your own desire to like, indulge or engage in the mess or find out what's going on to even say like I'm not even fucking with it but then you also have to understand that like if it's not true and you know it's not true you cannot avoid 
people reacting to the information because once it's put out there for consumption, they're going to consume it. It's rapid it. fire. All mm-hmm. you can do is do exactly what Usher is doing. What has he said? Nothing. Not anything. So I we agree. don't know if it's true or not. But you know how difficult that must be? It's got to take the patience of Job, but <laughs> I mean. Like, I remember I once I saw a conversation about me where people were stating some information they had gotten from a third party. That was completely a lot. When right. I tell you, like, it was, like, I was like, yo, it's almost scary. Yeah. <laughs> the shit people will make up that so-and-so told them or they were friends with someone I knew. And they were so certain about it. And I have no idea if that person was so certain because they just felt like being shitty online or if maybe they really thought this was true. But then seeing people's responses to it, like, they were, like, being swayed so quickly. You know, like, really? I never thought, you know, and I really liked her and da-da-da. And I was like, wow, that's tough. Yeah, it's a tough. you can't beat that. It's a tough position to be put in. And this isn't even just, like, for people who are hyper-visible. This could be you on Facebook that somebody just starts lies. Yeah, yeah, you know, just the community that you're in. I know it happens a lot at work. Yeah. With your coworker, somebody will say one thing. So I think... The hardest part is that I do agree with you that being quiet kind of is the quickest way to deal with it because it'll just, like you said, information moves fast. And if you kind of just let it die down and not feed it energy, then it can't really move any faster. But it's fucking hard. It's uh, absolutely because I've hard. seen my I've seen misinformation spread about me, and I honestly it took everything. <laughs> In my being to yeah. not want to check the person or jump into the conversation and be like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? Like you know you lying. But honestly, it's just like, it's not even my place because people were enjoying it. And I think that anyone who would be so quick to listen to someone else, like there's almost nothing you can tell them. They wanted right. to partake in that kind of energy to begin with i think people that really like believe in you as a person would question things first then immediately be like really right just be able to just jump right there and decide that's where they want to be on the fence right as opposed to anyone who would jump over the fence that quickly i probably didn't want them like in my world to begin with absolutely but i think it's it's i don't know it's tough man there's stuff on both sides of a lie right Mm -hmm. there's the lie that they told Right. And so then you they, like say somebody tells a lie like they told that lie on you, Fran. Right. Mm-hmm. What makes people believe things is consistency and like historical record. So when I say like be quiet and usher silence being to me the most powerful tool. If somebody tells a lie on you on one side of the lie, what happened before the lie was told, you behaved one whole complete way. And if people go back and look at you and what type of person you are. They see that. Then on the other side of the lie, after it's told, you've still been quiet, still been consistent, moving forward with your shit, putting out what you put out, doing what you do, whatever. All of that surrounds the lie and it's gone. Right. Like it doesn't matter And that's what I mean about anymore. not feeding it. Bingo, you can't even do that shit. And then, on a petty note, you just <laughs> get them when you see them in person. I'm never going <laughs> to argue with you on the internet or nothing like that. But if I see you in your face, because you can feel that energy. And I know I'm right. You know, Asante, right now, there's somebody that we know that told a lie on me. And you know what I'm talking about. You, I know exactly and I, and, what you're and, talking and, about. And how many times? Now, did I even... 
can I didn't I, make any issue of it, did I? Friend, can you make a? Can you just do something for me? What? I am 29 years old. Mm-hmm. I want you. You don't have to actually do it, but I want you to just hold me accountable that this can be something that I have put to bed somehow <laughs> by 30 years old. Because I want to get. I don't want to get to the bottom of it. I just want it gone. It's gone. But my point is, that's my point, right? Because it is gone. It is gone. Because it's gone, and point, that's my point. He has it, not added to the conversation at all, and it was a blatant. Lie, blatant lie, right? As blatant as it gets, it was ridiculous to even, in theory. But I never addressed it, never said anything. I just completely deaded the situation because there's nothing I can do about what you said. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's out there, but I'm not going to feed into it. I just completely let it go. And after the amount of time, everybody that was exposed to that information now understands that that was a lie. Mm. And it's because there was never any wavering on my behalf. You get what I'm saying? So that's the only defense you have is your character at a certain point. What you've done before that lie was told and what you are, or that fake news was, was released and what you do post the release of the fake news. That's your only defense. But I also think it's a type of person, though. Let's be real here. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of news I come across... Um, whether, you know, anything like the Wendy Williams or mm-hmm. the Usher or things that are serious, like, let's say Russia, yeah. their situation with Facebook, where they apparently bought, like, so mm-hmm. many, I think it was like, hold on, I actually have the post here. It says, Facebook says an estimated 10 million people in the U.S. saw at least one of 3,000 political ads purchased by Russia as they were meddling in the election. That's insane. Wow. But here's the issue, like I mentioned earlier, that's only one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is that people don't have discernment. You know, Mm -hmm. like they will believe anything that they read. And I wonder what it is. Like I, I mean, I'm not perfect. Obviously, there have been times I've been duped (laughs) by information, especially in the health world. With nutrition and fitness and spirituality, there are a lot of things you can Google and people can kind of say whatever the fuck they want about, you know, science. And because I'm not a scientist in the lab, (laughs) I'm kind of going by their word because, you know, I wouldn't know any different. Or even, you know, with um, things having to do with the cosmos and astrology, like I'm not out there, so I don't (laughs) I'm going by whatever feedback they're telling us in their research right so it's tricky you know it's tricky to have to be at the mercy of people's words and people's research and then you find things out like i think a lot of why i kind of backed off talking about nutrition on youtube was because i started realizing that a lot of the journals i was reading were sponsored by Mm. different companies or sponsored by the government so they're going to be biased because the writer was paid You know, and that happens a lot, even in science where scientists get paid. Sometimes you'll read like, oh, suddenly red meat is good for your heart. (laughs) And then next week, red meat is gives cancer. Mm -hmm. And you know how it keeps changing and then Mm -hmm. eggs are good and eggs are bad. And you see those docs on Netflix. You don't know who the fuck to believe. You don't. You don't know what to eat anymore. You don't know what's good. It's good for a woman to to, uh, push along, cut the grass in the third trimester. I said, what kind of (laughs) shit is this? (laughs) Fake news, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But I think, you know, because we're so overstimulated and it is the dawn of, like, fast information. Like, we, this is a fast food information. We, everything is in real time. You go on Twitter, you know what's happening. Before, we'd have to wait for the news. Now, it's, like, right there in your face. How do you discern, though, 
what information is true and what information is false from politics to celebs just everything in general or do you not care i definitely care and i think that it boils down to journalists having i guess to journalists having integrity right to their work and to what they release your job as a journalist is to report the facts right and so the we I think that we may have been a bit lazy in not fact checking everything and just taking for granted that certain people were being honest when they shared information with us media and news sources. Um, but I also don't think that it should be necessary for us to feel like we have the responsibility of fact checking every piece of information that we get because there should be an element of integrity with from journalists. And if it's not, then it's time to remove the people who don't have that. And there should be some sort of vetting process. I don't know what they can change, but there has to be a, a way to get credible people with integrity in the position of releasing information. Maybe that needs to be restructured some kind of way, how you can get those jobs. Because, I think they're caving, though, under well, the pressure of how fast you have to get this shit out. That's exactly what it is. Unfortunately, society is moving so fast that everyone's worried about putting the story out the quickest and the fastest as opposed to being the most informed because now you can't really provide a call to action if you're literally just showing accidents and shit going on in the world every day but you're not really given, you know, what the map of the climate is every time you're doing it so people can understand what's going on. Some people are out there just looking like, oh, my God, another tragedy, but they don't know what it all even means. They're not connecting it back to the government or even why this has happened or they're just now waking up to what's going on. And it's like things have moved so fast for so long as opposed to people taking the time out to figure out what everything means. Like, even rocking the boat back with Diddy. Like, I feel like times were just, we knew what the fuck was going on. We knew how important shit was. And so we were taking the time out to actually do shows and appeal to people in the in the urban youth and do all these things on a smaller scale to get to people. But now we spend so much time just trying to get shit out, whatever it is, anywhere it is. It's like we're like losing sight of what shit means. And it's like we're letting go of quality. We're not having journalists that'll give us a full story and they'll tell us why we need to like look at both sides of anything. If there are both sides that need to be looked at, so people, when they come through and they say, oh, well, how come we can't say nigger all of a sudden? It's like, yo ass no good and goddamn well you can't say that shit. Why are you going to do that all of a sudden this year? But because <laughs> things are just moving so fast, now people want to get that shock value quicker, too, and do all that bullshit. Yeah, the days of, remember Barbara Walters and yes. 60 Minutes Gone. when it was like yes. research and field research and it'd be like specials and reports and documentation of everything and they would like follow stories for like years before we even knew that they were being produced but now and the funny thing is TMZ used to be like the kind of shitty news but now they everyone's TMZ yep At, literally I feel like everyone online is TMZ it's so stupid because you end up waiting anyway right everybody wants to be the first one to break a story but the person that breaks the story never says anything but what here's what happened developing all you know is what happens, so you have Developing. to wait for the details anyway. Yeah, but they end up being the ones with the thousands and thousands which and hundreds thousands of retweets, yep. which nowadays is important. You know what I mean? That's your leverage. That's your value as a brand. That's how you get more sponsors. Psst, fuck that. We need to get back to the basics. Like, 
what you said, Barbara Walters, Katie Couric, all Even the Oprah. Uh, we need Soledad O'Brien. I know she's still <laughs> out there working. People need to stop sleeping on her ass. They need to let her ass do more of her shit. Like we need more of that. Like we need more because I remember Black in America. I think she was part of that CNN series where they were talking about that, and it was like a five. It was uh, the first time it was like a three part series, and then it moved on to like a five part series. But these were things that were important to us in the community, and we didn't just wait for, like, a series of tweets or it wasn't, like, a program where it needed to be live-tweeted so there was a social media campaign around it. We knew some shit was going on, and we needed to watch it and be attuned to it, and we did that. But now we have so many of these think pieces swirling around and clickbait that we're not even focused on making programs like that. So we do, like, little rushed election programs on MTV with Charlemagne and them now as opposed to these, like, five-part specials on what the fuck's going on in the White House, how it affects people in the music industry and the creatives and shit so people can get an easier understanding and make it digestible and make it important as opposed to just being something quick, fresh, and fun or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be. And I think it's dangerous, especially when you go back to these shootings and massacres. Mm. Like, let's take it back. I don't know if you guys remember that story. I think it was in Dallas. It was like a sniper that was in a, a street. Um, yeah. uh, what was it? Like a rally. And he was a black man who it was like an open carry space, mm-hmm. obviously state, I should say. He had his gun on his back and they were posting pictures of him. Even the cops, you know, people on Twitter, it was circulating saying that he was the sniper. And then he had to post a video, you know, hiding out. And for posting a video saying to Twitter, like, y'all, I am not, <laughs> why would I be out in the open, like, still walking in the rally? You know, like, he was still literally walking on the street. He could have been killed. And I think he was cooperating with them, too. And he was cooperating and when they, they asked still, him to take his gun. He yeah. took it off. and But, you know, they just needed someone. They needed a story. They needed a story arc. They needed a suspect. And they were circulating his pictures. And the crazy part is I remember even when... It was found out that it wasn't him and he was cleared. That police station didn't take down the original picture. Nope. Because it had gotten so many likes and retweets that they just kind of like left it up. And I've seen that happen a lot. I've seen that happen in a lot of cases where it's almost like the social media value is more important than like the moral value. And they just... They just are happy to have that. Like, I, I've seen that so many times where they would not take the story down. They don't realize how dangerous that is, too. That mayor could have been killed. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the guy this week with the Las Vegas massacre that, you know, his name, his name to the point that, like, if you Google it now, you'll still see it. Like, you know, he comes up and it's his Facebook and his whole family. And I'm like, could you imagine what could have happened if somebody would have gone... You know, in that time and hurt him and he's completely oblivious that people are even doing this to him. Just a man that was randomly chosen. But I think that's part of the responsibility that the point of bringing this conversation up, aside from us being aware that these things are happening on Google and Facebook and Twitter. But it's also, like I said, the responsibility of of ours to not be so quick to comment on everything and circulate information before it is fact-checked. Can I just say something on a petty note? Mm -hmm. Especially for people that be in a bubble and then when they log on and they find something and then they think it's time to share it. Like, read it first and see if you've been out of the loop. And a lot of people are guilty of retweeting things without even reading the article. Like, 
those old Frank Ocean, <laughs> like the fake Frank Ocean Twitters and shit. Like oh my people God. start retweeting. That. It's like, don't you realize this is a fake Twitter? Like O C E A A N. You haven't found this out yet? Like, shit like that. And people do that all the time on Facebook. They'll retweet articles. Like, the one Dustin said, like, girl, I know your daughter is getting pregnant, so she mowed a lawn. You know, she going to be in tip-top shape. That baby going to come out perfect. It's like, why would you share that? Like, why didn't you read through the article and see this is some bullshit and leave it alone? And that's dangerous, too. Could you imagine being an artist and there being a parody account that people aren't realizing is a parody account? And they're sharing their thoughts for people to think it's you? I would lose my shit. So I, rude. I don't like that. And they be tweeting all kinds of shit, like, about their thoughts on politics and right. the state of the world. I'm like, what? It's With like they name? may have said that, but they might not feel like this today. So why are you speaking on behalf of them? No, but their a lot of the times it's nothing that the artist ever said. It's their own oh, even stream worse. of consciousness. Even worse. Like, nowhere even near. They might just say things that they feel identify with, like, the artist's work. Right. But sometimes they can use that to their advantage to make a point. It's really disgusting and trifling and ashy in practice and theory. But another thing you have to be careful about, too, is, like, quoting shit and saying it's ridiculous because you're still spreading stuff. True. So sometimes you have to kind of tap into your brain and figure out how to type a tweet in a, those 140 characters or 280 if you're nasty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but 140 characters, just type like, yo, I saw somebody tweet something like XYZ and I feel this way about it and then talk about it as opposed to sharing the fucked up tweet. Because even though you have good intentions and you're saying that this is bad information, you're still moving the information along and circulating it. So you kind of have to police yourself too. Um, which is really hard because, you know, it's nothing like calling somebody stupid to their face, i.e. on top of their tweet. But sometimes <laughs> you really can't even give them that space because you're still sharing the tweet. I struggle True. with that one daily. <laughs> Do you? Yes. Because, like, time. sometimes I'll be wanting to, you know, I want to, like, say things in, in, as a reaction to things that I read that are ridiculous. But I stop myself because ultimately I just don't want it to get beyond me. You know what I mean? I know it made my ass itch, so I don't want to, you know, <laughs> spread it on, leave it on, you know what I'm saying, give it to somebody else. So no matter how good of a sting zinger you could give somebody, like, for what sting they wrote. zinger. And even the quotes that they'll take and completely out of context from an article and use it as the title yes. oh on Twitter, God. like, for instance, did y'all see the post, I forget which uh, magazine outlet it was, where SZA said that Jay-Z told her that she was going to be... He basically told her that he was shocked that she made it this far and that he thought she was going to be like a one-off or like a one-hit wonder. There was a word he used. I can't think of it. I'll look it up while we're talking about it. But I was just... (laughs) Why are you laughing? (laughs) Why are you laughing? Damn, ho. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that must have been on 555. <laughs> Here it is. Oh, it was Complex Magazine said that SZA said that Jay-Z called her a fluke. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the title. So everybody was retweeting it like, fuck Jay-Z, that's fucked up. How can he say that to a girl and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this don't feel right. So I clicked it, read the article. And what it is, is that when he saw her, he was like, yo, you're hella talented hella good and you surprised me he was like I can't lie I thought you were just gonna be a fluke but you're clearly not he was giving her props giving her props so it was in the context and a lot of times that's just how we talk like we'll be like yo I thought you wasn't gonna be 
this shit. big. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like I'm happy for you, shit. Yeah, like it's, if that's what it said. Jay Z said shizza ain't shit. <laughs> I may mean, say shizza. Shizza ain't shit. No. <laughs> But you know what I mean? And so that article circulated with that tweet saying Jay-Z calls a fluke. <laughs> and people were pissed. I mean, all up and down my timeline. You know women. we love that album. <laughs> right. Everybody love right. that album right now. But I would have been pissed. Like if I I mean, I'm sure Jay-Z by now is used to that shit because he's been in the game Look, long enough. Where he, it don't he has even... control. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine like you know, that circulating or even for SZA, like that had to be nerve wracking that she had to, you know, she put that out. It was an article she right. was interviewed for and now it's, she's adding to this energy that Jay-Z thinks that she's a fluke when that's not what she meant. <laughs> or even that she's telling people that. like not, Or that she's telling people like that. Like now she out here like, damn, Jay-Z gonna think I'm telling people that he don't fuck with me like that. <laughs> now he ain't gonna fuck with me or some shit. Right. But why a fluke though? Like everything they could have said. Thought your ass was a fluke. <laughs> hey, you know, never mind. Oh <laughs> shit! But you know, and I think that's something that happens a lot, where they'll twist or take like a little tiny soundbite from the full article. I feel like that's what happened to Tina Shea. Tanache. I never get her freaking name right. Tina Shea. Tina Shea. It's because of you. Yeah, Tanache is her name. Don't listen to that. <laughs> her name is Tanache. Tina Shea. Tina Remember with Tanache with the whole debate about um, light skin, dark skin in the industry, and she always gets in trouble she for hot She Beyonce or Rihanna, and they cut that part out. And made it with the it. title where she was where it's made it seem like she said nobody can make it unless you're one of those two. Wendy and, reported it talking about only that little part without doing the whole quote. So she was out here and saying it catches the same on shit. like rapid fire because a lot of times blogs will just take from other blogs news sources. We already know that we've actually had to deal with that ourselves. Yes, we'll we take have. our yes, topics, people's topics. You know, and kind of like recycle it. So there's no filter. There's no checks and balances of what's true, what's not true. So my ask for yes. people listening is to try to be more accountable for how you contribute to the speed of information right now. When you see something of an influencer that you're a fan of or a celeb you're a fan of, it's, even if you're not a fan, just on a human level, don't be so quick to like text your homie with the pictures of the article <laughs> or the tweet or no. like let's try to do our part in the spreading of misinformation. Get in where you fit in. If you know you don't understand some shit, stay back or and look gather it up. all the do information. Your right. Like for me, if I'm gonna be that person that will watch a video or just go to the comments. If you are that person that knows you're going to comment, at least watch all of the videos watch so you can comment video. accordingly. Unless there's a joke at a specific timestamp, you got that timestamp in there. <laughs> you know, just things like that. Pay attention to detail where you fit in. So if I know I'm a comment reader, I need the A1 comments to be correct. It's just a dangerous time. I think the speed of information is impressive, but it's also equally as dangerous. Yes, it is. So let's do our part on what we spread. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I said it, <laughs> and you know the moment what? I said it, I was gonna help you. I was gonna start singing that um, Andre 3000 that spread. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I can't, I can't wait to get y'all. <laughs> I can't stand y'all. <laughs> 
So let's jump into this week's wellness segment. Spreading the wellness. <laughs> well, well, well. Hold on. I guess I should try to sing it like Usher this week. <clears throat> It's <laughs> oh like I'm not about to do that. I love his real. What we're not gonna do is play with his contribution to music, because like I always say, Usher then gave a lot to music. Yes, to music, not Quantasia. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Well, 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 not Quantasia. <laughs> oh, Usher, forgive us. I tried. Um, Usher, forgive us. <laughs> <laughs> So I wanted to actually do a quick breathing exercise with you guys, which I thought would be nice and simple. My Apple Watch notification did not tell me to breathe. Not everybody has an Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you got to do the watch. <laughs> but I think I think it's really helpful. Yes. It's something that you can jot down, and it's something that you can do anywhere. You can do it on the train. Jot down and get your breathing on. You <laughs> I've always loved jot down. Girl. Just sidebar. I've always loved that exercise. You know, just jot a couple things down. Jot I it love down. That. You can go to the bathroom at work before you kill someone. Number one and number two. And <laughs> number three, whichever. <laughs> you can do it right at your cubicle while you're walking at home. This is one of those things that is completely up to you, which is my favorite type of wellness tool because it's nothing you have to buy. Is. What? It's the breathing. What you? Oh, breathing. Oh, my. Why would I tell people... <laughs> Where are you today? Totally different wellness segment. <laughs> Go ahead, Fred. So I think I know what this is. I know what this is. I know what X and Y is in this equation. <laughs> this dude. Could you imagine me encouraging masturbation as a wellness Look, segment? I thought that we was about to do Love Line or something. What was the late night with the white woman? So you unzip your pants. <laughs> uh, friend, if you was going to put the tools on the tape, I was passed out. All right, so here's what we're going to do to get you started. I got some cream, some bases. I'm like, oh, my God. You don't got the tools with it. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. No, listen. Cotton There's condom. an article... <laughs> Listen to this. When you experience yes. stressful thoughts, your sympathetic nervous system triggers the body's fight or flight response. Remember, we've talked about this before. So that's yeah. what gives you the burst of energy. You know, when you're anxious, anxiety or nervous or something's about to happen, you get that burst that of energy, that rush that's kind of like your brain saying, do something, run, attack, but you got to pick one, right? Yeah. So what I love about breathing, as simple as it is, is that you're breathing starts becoming shallow and rapid where you're like breathing from the chest and your lungs as opposed to from your diaphragm. And that's what makes you get shook. That is literally like your body just not knowing how to breathe properly. You ever gotten um, into an argument or maybe you're about to get into a fight and your breathing <laughs> starts changing where you almost like want to cry because you, you can't, can't get your breath right. yeah. you can't get like, the you know full when breath Shanae, when she starts to like lose it and start going back and forth <laughs> and shit like that right but you can't get your full breath and that's how I always know when I'm in the middle of an like a panic attack or anxiety attack or if you just piss me off and taking yes. me to that level where I can't fully breathe and sometimes what I've learned now is <laughs> Both Asante and Dustin are breathing. It's cracking me up. Or have you ever had someone piss you off so much that you had to take a deep breath before you reacted? Absolutely. That's you exactly intuitively pressing a reset. And I think it's important for people to 
understand what's happening because what happens with shortness of breath, which is a common symptom of anxiety and frustration, so your body produces a surge of hormones such as cortisol, which is the adrenaline, and your blood pressure increases, your your pulse rate increases, you're revved up, you're on like a state of high alert. So when you take deep breathing and you start putting it into effect, you actually reverse these symptoms instantly to create a sense of calm in your mind and your body. So Mm. what you're doing is you're activating the parasympathetic nervous system. So almost imagine that your body has the gas pedal and the brake pedal. So the shallow breathing, the, the adrenaline that just rushed, that's the gas. But then the deep breathing is activating the parasympathetic, which is telling your body to chill the fuck out. Right. And I think this is important for us, especially in this day and age with all this, you know, fake news, all the real news, even just how we're getting along as people because everybody's on edge and anxious. I think depression is at its like highest right now mm-hmm. and anxiety. So these are tricks and tools that are very important and helpful because breathing the fact that it can kick up and activate calm, just that simple. I've tweeted it before, like a couple of my breathing exercises and people respond like, yo, I needed that. Like, thank you. I didn't even take time to breathe today. Something girl, that's like so obvious. you saved life today, girl. Because <laughs> it's something that you think you're doing. You think you're breathing. Sometimes I'll catch myself. I'll be like, I take like a bunch of little breaths throughout the day. And sometimes I'll feel it in my chest like, yo, I'm not even like breathing properly because I'm in such a rush. Or you're on the train, <laughs> walking down the street hella fast. Like, there's so many reasons that you don't take the time to kind of, like, chill and smell the roses. Um, so what I'm happens is... <laughs> <laughs> so deep breathing stimulates the main nerve in the parasympathetic uh, nervous system, slowing down your heart rate, lowering your blood pressure, and calming your body and mind. So you breathing from your diaphragm. It helps your abdominal muscles. Like, there's just so many perks of doing this so here's a breathing ratio that i wanted you guys to keep in mind and i'm actually going to do it with asante and dustin because i'm going (laughs) to use how i watch you guys breathing as the numbers to tell people to move forward so here's what you're going to do the the (laughs) i'm already messing up (laughs) so this one is for relaxation okay Uh, i'm going to give you guys two different ones one for relaxation and one for balance Balance. Relaxation. Okay, let's do this one. So what you're going to do is you're going to inhale. Don't do it yet. I'm just letting you guys know the structure first. I was finna, girl. I was (laughs) You're going to inhale for four counts. And then when you get to the fourth count, you're going to hold it for one. And then you're going to exhale for eight counts. You're going to completely empty out. And then once you do that, you're going to hold that for four and then release. And that's going to bring an odd. Uh, that's going to activate your parasympathetic and have you totally release and calm and lower your blood pressure. It's going to be amazing. So in four, pause one, out eight. Pause four. Pause four. So let's try it. Okay. And those of you listening, I know some of you are driving, so obviously you don't count. I was about right, to say. <laughs> I, I was about to say, I still got to finish this show. I, don't, I shouldn't do the yawning one. So when we get to the, the is, energetic No, one. these are good. Okay, okay. ready? So, you're going to inhale for four counts, starting now. One, two, three, four. Hold it for one. One. Now release for eight. Eight. 
seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hold it for four. One, two, three, four, and release. Take a deep breath out from your mouth. How's that feel? Ten pounds lighter. Coming up, feeling <laughs> ten pounds lighter. <laughs> That's how I feel. So I want you guys to jot that down. That's I'm here. Inhalation four. <laughs> hold one. Exhalation eight. Hold four. Okay? And that's a relaxation breathe ratio. Breathing ratio, excuse me. Now let's do a balancing one. Now balancing, this is what I use. You know how sometimes you have hella work to do? Yes. You don't need to be relaxed, but you don't necessarily need to be hella energized either. You just need to be grounded enough to get shit done. Right. So let's do a balancing one so that you guys can have this for out for work. This is a helpful one, okay? So the balancing one is a, you're going to inhale for six counts. You're going to hold it for two counts. Exhale for six counts and then hold it for two counts and then release. So One let's more do it. time. Okay. In for six. In for six. Hold, hold for, for two. two. Exhale for six. Hold for two. Okay. All right. Ready? Inhale for six counts. One, two, three, four. Five, six, hold it for two, one, two, now exhale for six, one, two, three, four, five, six, hold it for two, one, two, and now release with a deep breath from your mouth. <laughs> you guys are so we really need cameras. And we're here. back. <laughs> How did that one feel? Balance. I like that one. Better. I bet you if you Do put you like a lever, mm-hmm. you know them levels where you just put the bubble in between the lines. <laughs> like when we're talking. Yes. Put it on my head. Boom. <laughs> did you feel the difference with the two? Completely. Yes. Really? So this one was more grounding, right? And the other one was more of like a full release. Yes. So I want you guys to write this one down. So this one is balancing. So it's inhaling for six, hold it for two. Exhaling for six, hold it for two, and then release from your mouth. And that is today's wellness segment. It was great. And I think that's how sighing got a bad name. Sighing? Yep. You know how people get on somebody's nerves and you go, (sighs) I think that came (laughs) from. It's like, oh, so you sighing now? You know what happened? Because it just shows how stressful the person is that you have to take a deep breath and reverse (laughs) your parasympathetic. (laughs) Back in the day. At some point, the person who made these breathing exercises up was doing that. And somebody interrupted them right when they was exhaling for six. And so they was like, that's how sighing was created, like in history. That's a history lesson for our listeners. That's where it came from. They interrupted the breathing exercise and they heard the person going, but they thought it was in response to what the ask was. This dude right here. And that's it. That's his black history. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's black history and that's it for this week's wellness segment I hope that made you guys feel relaxed with everything really going on in the world real. right make sure to keep that in your pocket and pull it out whenever you need to that was a nice balance right and now let's go into Asante's Mr. Music Man hey, what yeah. you got for us this week <laughs> the music man said me came right on time cause I'm getting me some water so my voice won't Cry. Give yes. me a million reasons. Give, <laughs> Give me, me a million, million reasons. Give me a million reasons. Friend, I like that. We'll we'll talk after the show. Oh, shout out to God. I can't believe you just saying that. <laughs> I cannot mean, wait God, to God, talk to you after the show. Y'all are so funny. This week's episode is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. The Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress as at a shockingly fair price. Supportive memory foams create an award-winning sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. Now, y'all know I got a Casper mattress, and it was frisky, but it is the shiz night. Okay, they put some money into making that mattress, and I feel like it was made just for me. I'm serious. Like, you sink into it in all the best ways. That Casper mattress is good. I sleep good. It feels good. It's feels not too good. bouncy, and it's also not too firm, like gel. It's great. And even when you get it, it's a cool-ass presentation. Oh, my God, yeah. Unboxing a Casper, that's an unboxing. This it's like, like getting a new pop car. pop out, and then you yeah. got to watch it fluff up. You take it out and they give you like this cute little cutter thing and then you you, you watch it pop out and cute. the air go into it so it's An like experience. a right because you know it's a new ass bed so you get it for the very first time and it's like it's saying hello to you it's like hello welcome to your new it's like a gender reveal right it's like having a gender reveal every time it's a bed reveal every time you open the box it's amazing y'all so, can't wait to get the pillows <laughs> the pillows and the sheets okay. sheets and pillows shout out to, or not shout out to Amina Butterfly <laughs> anyway if you want to try the Casper for 100 nights risk free in your own home if you don't love it they'll pick it up 100 nights 100 nights wow. risk free in your own home you ain't gotta go to no showroom you ain't gotta lay in no bed that everybody and their mama been in you get to lay in and sleep in your bed and test it out and make sure it's up to your standards so if you don't love the bed they'll pick it up and refund you everything again that's 100 nights risk free in your home Casper understands the importance of truly sleeping on a mattress before you commit especially considering you're gonna spend a third of your life on it with over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars, it's quickly becoming the Internet's favorite mattress. So get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com friendzone and using offer code friendzone. Free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada. Terms and conditions apply. That's casper.com friendzone. Offer code friendzone. Sleep on it. Um, so first and foremost, shout out to everybody that came out to the pop-up shop in Atlanta. I curated the tunes. Hey. I did an Atlanta-ass playlist. It was all artists from Atlanta that popped off in Atlanta, oh, Atlanta adjacent. So, you know, it was tunes from like Gucci to Jeezy to T.I. all the way up until, you know, the new shit. And then I also did, you know, oh, I also had to do So So Deaf, so there was a lot of that on there as well. Um, and I also had to do a lot of the crossover shit, so there was a lot of Diddy on there. Um, just a lot of really cool shit. So shout out to everyone that came to the pop-up shop and then jammed when the Monica dropped. Like, every time a Monica song dropped, I felt like the whole pop-up shop New went Monica. like... <laughs> Even that, even uh, before you walk out my life, when it play, everybody named Mama drop before you walk oh, out. Oh shit! My like everybody was like, years. oh shit, <laughs> oh, the jams. So just, I just love watching people party and dance, especially to the tunes that I've curated. So that was fun as fuck. Now and <laughs> see, oh yeah. Okay. Cause I. Sorry. <laughs> 
Anyway, see the jams, the jams. Atlanta just had all of the hot shit. Um, with all of that said, in spite in lieu of the new Apple updates and shit, I have not updated my phone, but I understand that Apple Music makes it easier for me to do a profile. So I have created an Apple Music profile that should make it easier for me to share all of my playlists. Oh, nice. You can see my Twitter for these playlists, so you can get all the ta- uh, playlists, all the jams, and it'll be easy to follow, just like you can follow my Spotify. Now, I have made the follows private so I can just see all the people following me and shit. Well, yeah. So I think it's just going to be super dope for everybody that wants to follow and see what the jams are going to be on Apple Music. So that is going to be available to you all now. So thank you all for your patience and understanding. Check my Twitter at HeyAsante. I will have all of that information to you. Um, With that said, I'm going to be doing an icebreaker this week. Oh, boy. um, Which was inspired by me making my playlist for my Atlanta shit. Um, I got to play all the old jams. I even didn't play some songs that I was tired of hearing, and I still had like a seven-hour playlist of the ATL shit. So I thought to myself, who are you guys' hometown heroes? And I thought to make an icebreaker of you picking three um, hot uh, hometown anthems, like some New York New York jams. So like artists from New York that you really fuck with, you really vibe with, that you feel like really did oh, some songs to, to put you on the map. Because I feel like everybody has those artists that came out of their corner or, like, their region that just really made their shit hot or that they just really love their influence. So, like, my first one I would definitely have to say would be... <sighs> Damn, from Atlanta? You got so much. I know. I do, too, though. Low New key. York? New York. Yeah. <laughs> this is where the label's at. <laughs> <laughs> so, there are so many people that I can say, but I will just go on record and say that Lil John. <laughs> You know, really? Yeah, Lil John, the Kings of Crunk, like he did some really dope fucking projects. Like, don't start no shit, won't be no shit. Why you uh, just pass him. up that opportunity to say yeah, like him when friends said really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what you ain't know? I mean, yes. Classic Lil John, and th- you know he actually had <laughs> Spanish influence too. Like he did yeah. a project with a uh, Daddy Yankee in them back in the day. Oh my uh, god, it was like a rompe remix rompe, or some shit. Rompe, that was the jam. <sighs> Lil John Bohagen. So I just had to shout. Uh, he was a wave. Shout him out. All right, damn for New York. Uh uh-uh, uh, don't be picking that up. No, I'm not. <laughs> Let's swing on over to Detroit. Okay, so y'all know I'm born and raised in Flint, Michigan, right? And there's a rapper named MC Breed who has this song called Ain't No Future in Your Front. And y'all have heard it before in the clubs, but you probably just don't know the name of it. It's like a classic. Ain't No Future in Your Front by MC Breed. So we're going to start there. Then you also got to think about Ready for the World, right? So Oh, Oof. Sheila, um, um, Girl Tonight, all those songs by Ready for the World. <laughs> then you got to take it to Detroit. And I'm going to give it to none other than the great... And I mean great, Aretha Franklin. Oh, <laughs> okay, let's pay respect. Let's give respect where it's due. I S P E C T. If you want new shit, cashed out, cashed out. Who flew her fern <laughs> from Russia? Okay, that's right. Shout out to Cashed Out. I love you, Cashed Out. Next time you're in New York, please come talk to us at the Friend Zone and yes. let's have a good time. We love your music and everything about you, Cashed Out. New York. <laughs> I mean, gosh. You got so many. You got right? so you got options. Defining options. see, shout out to Cash Down. Okay. <laughs> but defining music from New York, friend, for you would be what? Defining music for me from New York. Damn, this is tough. Cause we got almost all a bad boy. Oh my god. <laughs> like you take your pick. Um maybe I'll say Biggie. Yeah. 
it may be between Biggie and Mob Deep. Just because mm. Mob Deep, I really like. They were such an integral part of my childhood and my summers. You know, like I don't know. It's between them. Well, no, you said pick three. So we can go three, five, whatever. Right, shit. Mob Deep, Biggie, even Lil Kim. You know what's funny is I was listening to Lil Kim. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Oh, right, that's what it was. <laughs> it was her performance. <laughs> when I saw footage from a performance, I, it made me be like, yo, I got to listen to her old shit. And I was yes. listening to all of her old projects. Mary J. Blige. Oh, my God. <sighs> she would pro- I'd probably say, stand to say that she's the biggest for me because I love every album that she put out like and and what's the 411 in my life (laughs) (laughs) those were like huge for me and I can still play them and feel the same dopamine rush you know that it gives you this like it never changes you know there's some songs that you get tired of but Mm. then there's some songs that like every time you play them you get the same rush and Mary J is that for me. So those will probably be my three. Shout out to Bad Boy. Damn. Bad Boy. Hit heavy hitters. Right. And Stevie J because... Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Okay, so... I'm so full. I have to be really ratchet. Like, there's no way that I cannot talk about... Um, especially because of the fucking challenge that just passed. Um, D4L. Oh my gosh, Shorty Low. You know when Snap music in the Snap era, like Fabo, Shorty Low, because that uh, the, the Scotty, <laughs> not Keisha Fabo. Oh my god, but <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, um, just D4L in general, like uh, bitch, I'm the man, I'm the man, got no white, but the white be my girlfriend, yes. like that whole like. That's a lit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody was running in place in the club for Shorty Low. Hello, they know, Work. they know. Like D Pharrell would just <laughs> have to wave. Like Fabo, him dancing and snapping. Don't me. You can't find me. <laughs> Don't make me start singing that D Pharrell shit. I love. I mean, the, the shit, the motherfucking shit. Like that was an album. Who is Barbara from the end of Tatted Up? Oh, yes, Barbara. Who is Barbara on the end of Tatted Up? You know what I'm talking oh my about? God. You know this song, Tat Tat Tat. Remember at the end, friend, when he'd be like, Barbara. Who is Barbara? And why are you yelling at her? Tat it up. Why are you yelling? (laughs) Oh, you know what? I had to take the time to shout out Reedy from New Orleans, who apparently is the creator of the Dick Challenge. Yes. (laughs) For the Dick Challenge. I got, we got a bunch of tweets because yep. I was asking where it started and people were not... Apparently, she's, like, not getting her credit. Yeah. Um, and she came out with this in 2016, apparently. So Shout she has a video her. and everything that you guys are playing. People were like, she's not getting her props. Please shout her out. So, Reedy... Shout out I to Reedy. Oh. Hey. What? Oh my god. What? 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 Hey. Okay. So 
shout out to Miss Reedy and shout, shout out, out to, to everyone Reedy. from New Orleans. Okay. Shout out to New Orleans. Shit, that right there is the sauce. Y'all know New Orleans got a special place in my heart. Right? I love New Orleans. That bounce music so dope. Oh my oh. god. So that's it. That's it for me. That's your icebreaker. The ice has been broken. I also have to randomly shout out DG Yola. Like, they're just like, I'm sure everybody has their like hood gems and hood anthems, but that song. I, will, mean, um, I done came down. Wasn't that Yola the, uh, or no, um, damn, who see, was it? Yola the I girl? Don't, don't know what y'all been told, but I gotta get me a big bankroll and, and a fat bag and a sticky and some bad ass hoes. When I step off hey, on the scene, suckers already know the star. Hey, no. Star talking about my clothes. You Shout see, out I'm to Yola the Great. I done came down. See, that I'm is a the real jet. nigga. Ooh. And I can't. Look, that shit was the fucking track. The and jack- every time, I ain't gonna let up. No, no I ain't gonna let up. Nope. Okay, we, we can't sing the whole song. Yo, their faces are red. They right never now. get to <laughs> me. No, no, no. They never that get is the jam. When me. I say the jam. Because the part that could go off in the club was like, I just don't give a fuck. Because I'm all out with it. The gang ain't dead. It's just the niggas in it. You can't even wear it. Okay, okay. We won't stop. See, that's an anthem. Like, they're that, just songs. You see how it just brought us to life? I like, see. Carly GE, it brings good things to life. They're just, <laughs> I'm what? trying to tell you. <laughs> that that song, song, that energy, I don't even think, I really don't think people understood what the influence and the power and the impact of that music was. That The way Man. we just got energized, that's proof positive. I'm telling you. It absolutely was. Them, hits, them hood songs were the shit. Like, even, like, Next Tell Chirp. Like, nigga, don't hit me on my next tail chirp. <laughs> trying to conversate about some motherfucking work. Like, it was like real shit happening for these hood ass niggas at the time. <laughs> so these tracks was like going hard. Like, it was like, oh, the hood, we know what the fuck Shout this is. Shout out to Yola the Great. <sighs> anyway, that was my music man moment. That's also <laughs> your homework great. for the week. Look up, I done came down by Yola the Great. It's, it's called Ain't Gonna Let Up. By, I ain't gonna let up. And his name comes up, I think, DG Yola. Cause it, it's the, it's like DJ Yola's I think it's the great Yola randomly, okay. but it's Yola the great. Like well, whatever it I know is, exactly what you're up. talking about. But that's I look your up homework Spotify. for the week. <laughs> and tweet us videos dancing to it because you're going to go oh off. God. Yes, and shout out to the bonus. Y'all not gonna know this. Well, maybe y'all will. But Kilo Ali, baby, baby. Kilo. Ali. This is the name of some nigga out in LA. And he had the that's jam. Some real local Atlanta <laughs> shit. Like some so so deaf shit. But uh, that's it over here at the Music Man segment. Again, check out my playlist. Hit me up on my Twitter at Hey Asante. For all the new awesome information. And then we can do the Ooh. listens lately. I can't even. <laughs> Y'all can't even sit still right now. Y'all so hyped. Um, <laughs> that was 19 all shit. over again. God <laughs> damn, man. Um, I've been listening to Jordan Rakai, who I've told you guys about before. Yes. You spell his last name R-A-K-E-I. He has actually a new project that dropped on September 22nd called Wallflower that is fucking amazing. There's a song on there called Eye to Eye. I was playing it for the guys earlier, and the harmonies are bananas. Yeah. It is an incredible project. Um, do you guys ever listen to Ibeyi? It's these uh, two sisters from Cuba. But it's really dope because it's like diasporic music and sounds, but, you know, it has like a really modern twist to it. Sounds and it's dope. Yeah, it's very, very cool. I think they do a good job. To be honest, they have like a couple of projects. I've never really fully been able to connect to it. But for whatever reason, this new project called Ash, I totally, it just fit. It Mm. fit my vibe. It fit the mood. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely check that out. 
Napalm from Hiatus Coyote, who is the shit, and she is releasing a solo project that we were talking about earlier. She has a song right now called Homebody. It made Dustin burp and everything. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, what the hell? Oh, and the surprising listen that I can't believe oh, is Lord. Demi Lovato. Oh, yeah. guys. So what? <laughs> I had Shout no idea. I don't know if her old projects were like this and I've just been sleeping or if she just came hitting hard out the gate with this new one. But this new, uh, what is it called? Tell me. Uh, Sexy Dirty Love? No, the project. Oh, Tell Me You Love Me? Tell Me You Love Me. She even has a record with Lil Wayne. And there's a song called Sexy Dirty Love where she's hitting some notes. I mean. Yeah, she was singing. That's the record we played for us. Mm -hmm. Yes. So she's definitely the surprise listen. Her and G Easy, I have to say it. Hey, if I yes. tung, tung, tung. I was like, yeah, if, if I, I hey, and they say it ain't safe. <laughs> <laughs> so I am I tank easy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so either my music taste is Trippin' or G Easy and Demi Lovato. I are think onto it is something. comprehensive. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they both I've been, you know, I've Gave G-Eazy a chance, and I get it. Have you listened to more of his music past that? Yeah, I have, and it's good. He's actually really talented. I may have to eat my words. Okay. Right? And then y'all know the G-Eazy with Cardi and... The jam. The jam. A lot of y'all were hitting me like, yo, this shit knocks. It does. Like, it literally goes off. It does. So those are my listens. <sighs> Dustin? Okay, over here in my corner, all right? Uh, first of all, in my corner. Star Season 2 premiered on television, so I've been jamming to some of the old stuff. I love I Bring Me by the I Star. Bring hey, Me, Bad Bitch, Work, that That's Me. <laughs> I, I Bring, I Bring Me. What is this? It's called Star. I Bring Me from the cast of Star, Fox oh, and Star. Oh, you know Shout what? I to, did watch that. Yeah. Shout out to Ryan Destiny doing her motherfucking thing. And see also so Amaya Scott. Also, absolutely, um, Scott. So, yeah, I've been listening to that. There's a rapper named P-Lo from Cali. Um, he has an album called More Than Anything. I don't know if it's an album, but hell, the project is called More Than Anything. And the song that I like the most is called Put Me On Something featuring E-40. Um, I also, there's a rapper named Moneybag Yo. <laughs> My best friend Gary <laughs> sent me this track the other day. But it's Moneybag Yo, and he has a song called On Me. That is the jam. That's Moneybag with two Gs. Of course. Um, there's another <laughs> rapper named Band Gang Lonnie Bands. Um, and he has... <laughs> These names are killing He has a song called Whatever I Say. That's the jam. And I want y'all to just hear the opening lyrics. Oh, RJ. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll talk over it so we don't get in trouble. <laughs> but listen to what he says. <laughs> Here we go, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to be able to pause it real quick. Oh, my God. See, that's what? all I needed right there. <laughs> that's all we need I'm, right there. That, that's okay. all you wanted to play. <laughs> Come here, little bitch. Talk that shit to me. When I heard that, I was like, let me go on and listen to the rest. I love you it. You were like, soul. So, yeah, that's what I've been listening. That's my listens lately. Okay, man. Okay. Well, well speaking of g Easy, he is, um, well, I've been listening to this artist named Quinn, but it's like Q-U-I-N, and there's just the... The little accent over the end, so I don't know if it's like Kenya or something like that, something awkward. I don't know, but uh, she's this really dope, like cute looking girl. Oh yeah, that's the one I was telling y'all about. Yeah, remember I, I was listening to that more I her told shit. Them that she's on the arts and raps 
thing with um the little kids. I could not stop um, listening to her. She's beautiful. She she um had that song with this rapper named Buddy who I've been listening to, and I that popped up, and so I was like, oh, okay, this music is really dope. It's like this mystic soul shit. Yeah, she's and, uh, dope. Super dope. So I've been listening to her while traveling. I've also been listening to the new Kyle. He's got a song with Miguel called Sunshine. Hey. Um, so I really fucked with that. Also, I'm really loving Trippy Red right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My kid's funny. Trippy Red got a song with Drum called Il Nana. And I love Drum. So of course. just I feel like Drum is one of those people. He's going to like do some really big records for some other people. And people are really going to be- start to give him his flowers as opposed to just giving them to him now. Um, also... I cannot stop listening to uh if you're familiar with uh like OVO and all that shit, um Baka Not Nice. AKA Baka Not Nice is the guy's name. That's uh, like a dish. <laughs> OVO. It's for, we can share it's for the whole table. We're getting the Baka Not Nice and uh <laughs> it's like a dish. That's something shareable. Oh, well, God. that's this nigga's name, but he has a song called uh Live Up to My Name. Oh, um mm. So, like, it just starts off real catchy like this. I don't think I can play a lot of it because it's a Drake song. Oh, I heard this. Yes, yeah, like, yes, yes. Actually, it's in the, um, yeah. I think they used it for the promo for the re-video that might be up soon. But uh, that's, like, the shit. I cannot stop listening to that fucking song. Yeah. Um, so, a.k.a. Not Nice and that I Live Up To My Name. It's the shit I can't stop playing. So, that's it. Hold that on, I have one life. more. Like living. <laughs> life in life in life. Have you listened? The nigga name got 27 letters. Wait. <laughs> he said it's all like a dish we share. Yeah, it's for the whole, it's for the whole table. It's, it's only three, huh? Have y'all heard this? She just sniffed a lot of powder off the motherfucker. Hey! Hey! <laughs> Who was that? Hey. 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 <laughs> Yo, who is that? That's uh, Spank. He has a song called Get Lost. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? You know how I first heard it? Rihanna was singing along to it on her Instagram stories. And mm-hmm. I was like, who the fuck is that? And of course, I looked it up and it's Spank by Get Lost. And it's jamming. See? And it's a jam. I'm downloading it right now. It is so good. I, uh, it's up on Spotify right now. Yep. So that's it. That's it for mine. <laughs> well, that is it here over at the Music Man segment. Going to go on ahead and pass it on over to TV Land. Hey, hey y'all. Welcome to TV Land. All right. So really quick to tie up some of the loose ends from last week. Um... Hazel E basically proved oh everything that we said to be true. I'm all caught up. Are you all caught up? Yep. So you saw you. what's going to happen next week? Oh, maybe I'm not that far caught up. What's going to happen? I didn't see the preview. The end, oh, okay. Well, never mind. We we won't talk about it. We'll wait till you watch <laughs> and then we'll talk about the actual scene mm. next week. But um, yeah, I just feel like Hazel, you know, she did more to prove to us that she is living in just a delusion of grandeur in her own world. I've never seen anything like it. I feel like we dug as deep as we're going to dig into that last week, so I don't even want to discuss her. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, See how I sneeze me. when I start talking about her? <laughs> okay. It's like I just my whole body just rejects her. I think her. she did that. Okay, so she me got too. She like defense mechanism set up. <laughs> me too. Okay, but what I would like to discuss this week, the season six premiere of Mary Mary, actually came on mm. WeTV this week. 
I really hate what you said she looked like. I'm not going to repeat it. <laughs> because you know, if uh-huh. you listen to the show, you already uh-huh. know. Uh-huh. And every time I see her. And I ain't talking about Cosby. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know it's true. That, that's why. Girl, you know it's true. <laughs> it's like the meanest thing, but it's like, oh my God. She looked just like little Bill. No, like, don't say it again. She looked like her kid. She got a little boy named Santana, and she looked just like her son. Like her and him looked just alike. It's so crazy. She looked like a tall baby, like walking around. Like if you really look at her, like she do, she looked like a tall ass two year old walking around. Tina Campbell is who I'm talking about. And she's one of the Marys of Mary Mary Ooh, fame. Now, geez, background, Louisa. Mary Mary has always been a gospel group that's been interesting to a lot of people who don't typically listen to gospel music because mm. of the type of music that they make, i.e. the songs are the jam to the point where you have to like stifle hip rolls and put yourself back yeah, together really? when the music... Yeah, God, it's the God in me. That's the only Think song about how I it starts them. off. That that slow, <laughs> that lead in. I just okay. want to tell the truth. Now I just want to tell the truth. Okay. You, you got to pick your <laughs> right. hip up because you got you want to roll it. I think it's the only song of this I know. They, they used to play that in the clubs like in Detroit. They would play like Mary Mary, yes. And then if you wow. really want to dive deep, the drag queens in Detroit would do like gospel songs. So they would do like Yesterday by Mary Mary and tear it up. Even that but anyway, first song that praise you, I remember a drag queen doing shackles. that. Shackles. Oh, oh shit, that's so theirs. Funny. I remember seeing a drag queen doing that. I'm so glad you mentioned Shackles, though. <laughs> because Uh-oh. in related news, mm-hmm. Tina Campbell of Mary... So let's get back to the show first. So Mary Mary came back on. If you've been watching the show and keeping up with it, then you're aware of the relationship dynamics in the show. Now, Tina Campbell has a husband named Teddy Campbell, who, as you know, Tina Campbell and Erica Campbell make up Mary Mary. They're a gospel group, inspirational music. Um, Teddy Campbell was Tina's husband, very visible in their works in gospel music. He was also a drummer on The Tonight Show, was it? Wow. One of those shows. Um, but he, they just had a very, very public um, break in their marriage where he was revealed to have been cheating with numerous, I mean, multiple, multiple women, like multiple women, okay? Yikes. Multiple infidelities. Um, oh, that's she, right, because she went on tour with him. Like, she went on tour with him. And, making and, him apologize. In every city. They now have mm. a web series that she said is taking up too much of her time mm. that she's unable to do another Mary Mary album. Their web series is called 10 Minutes with Tina and Teddy. And in the season premiere episode, she actually got very upset when Teddy offered an additional perspective on forgiveness, she started discussing, as has become a pattern with her lately, she started discussing their infidelity and how he had cheated on her and how it took her to she her lowest point. She to I Let That Story Go episode. It took her to her lowest point, but, you know, they she forgave him, whatever. Or Keisha Cole. He was saying that he... he or Trina. He was saying that he, you know, basically had to forgive her for the way that she lashed out at him when she was upset with him for cheating on her. That pissed her off. She halted production, told them she wanted to reshoot it, the episode, the 10 minutes with Tina and Teddy that I guess everybody but everybody else has been watching. Um, And so, you know, she just showed that unless the story or the narrative is you cheated on me, this is what you did, but I forgive you and I'm letting us be on good terms. She's completely resistant of that. So much so that they went off camera, but they were still mic'd. And she was saying how, well, you, I feel like you changed the story around. And then as she became more increasingly agitated, she finally said, you made you look good. 
You made what you did look good. She was upset that he ended up looking like, I guess, favorable on the episode. So it's all about her ego. In the same episode, she also, and I'm going somewhere with this, so just follow me, y'all. We, I'm taking you on a train ride. Choo, so anyway, choo. in the same episode, she also admitted that she was fearful to go on the road again touring and not have Teddy come. He was saying he can't go on the road with her and do a Tina and Teddy tour because he has to work. She's a, She admitted that she's afraid to go on the road without him because she doesn't want to have to worry about whether or not he's cheating on her. Oh, girl. Oh, Lord. They got to break up. I okay. mean, divorce. Right. That's, That's stressful. You got to get out of And because of, of all that? this, right? And now she also admitted that none of her, she has one solo album and, Quite oddly, this week, when she's been quite visible in the headlines, she also released another new album. And so, but she admitted in the season premiere episode that, you know, her solo works has been done, gone nearly as far as the things that she did with Mary Mary. So she recognized she had to do this. And it's so weird to see the parallels of like her sister Erica, who has gone on to like win solo Grammys. And, you know, she has a very like successful morning radio show, you know. Her their career paths as solo artists have been quite different, different. Yes. Um, and I think it's quite reflective of their personalities. Now I say all that to say that Tina displayed all these things on this episode, so it was a lot of more of the same, mm-hmm. but there was something more heavy about the way she was in this episode, as far as her the intensity of her her anger and just her unwillingness, her like uncooperative in it all this time. And she's also uncooperative. Warren is in a position where they owe Sony, uh, the label that Mary Mary is signed to, they owe them another studio album. Um, Erica has done her solo thing, been successful. Tina has had her solo moment and then created this new ministry, she says, that she's been called to do, where her and Teddy go around to different cities and talk about how he cheated on her to couples and what, that, what got them through to the forgiveness. So she want to go for the rest of their life and make him talk about what he did and that's what's going to keep them together. She's going to punish him for the eternity of his days uh, professionally. Not only are they going to do work where the man she they're loves. constantly bringing the, the, the worst point in their marriage up, she's also going to force him to do that in front of everybody. So she wants to publicly embarrass him and keep him around her at all times because she's afraid to have him be alone long enough to have sex with someone else. And why because he, of all of this, why is he agreeing to all of this? Because of all of this, because his wife is famous and he has always been someone who has craved the spotlight. Mm. Years ago, when we first started watching this show, I remember telling my sister, like, Teddy is jealous of Tina and Erica as Mary Mary because he would always be on her side when she wanted to not do Mary Mary work and do mm. something else. Oh, so they're just toxic. They're completely toxic. They have all of these children. It's just a really crazy situation. Yikes. But. I say all that to say that this week in the in the news, so Tina's never been my favorite person. Her talent, you cannot take that away from her. It's undoubted. Like, it's undoubtedly just next level. She is a singer, singer, and she could do so many great <laughs> things if she had discipline, um, self-respect, and also sense. And the reason I can say that she doesn't have sense is because this week, Tina Campbell did an interview with TheRoot.com. Um, in the week of her album being released, where she said that she had, was embroiled in some hot water earlier um, this year over her comments where she asked her supporters, her, her fans, to open their hearts to Donald Trump as president <laughs> and pray for him because 
there's a little bit of God in everyone, blah, blah, blah. So we already were kind of side-eyeing her. Well, this week, like I said, she did the interview with The Root where she said that her comments were motivated by her decision um, during elect the election last year where she said she was faced with two candidates that she did not like and she had to find something in one of them that she could identify with. And so she was quoted as saying that she voted for Donald Trump because of his Christian values. Wow. So let's let's break this on down, and then we're going to laugh, right? But before we laugh, we're going to break it down for what it's worth. So this woman is um, a minister. She's a person who has taken up a career path to be influential to other people in their decision-making, to be a source of wisdom, a source of uh, a resource, a vessel of knowledge for people. And she did something so stupid. She she said that she voted for Donald Trump because of his Christian values. Now, mm. now prior to him being elected, let's remove everything heinous that he's done since he's been in office. During the election season, this gospel singer is telling you that the man who said grab her by the pussy, it doesn't even matter what she says. I, I just kiss him right in the mouth. They let you do anything when you're rich. That's who she felt had more Christian values between him and Hillary Clinton. Wow. That's what she said. Okay? And admitted that she voted for him. Now, a part of me, so at first I'm like, she's so stupid. But then I'm like, well, maybe she she knows that this is obviously something controversial that people will click on and start saying her name. And she admitted in the season premiere, which the interview came out the week the show premiered, because you know how press runs of work. Course. So in the episode, she admits that she's seeking something to activate her record sales or to energize her record sales, all these things. And now it's so funny. Well, how this would that week, help her record sales? Well, it makes her controversial. You know that some people are so deft and stupid that they believe all press is good press. And so the fact that her name is out there, she feels maybe she allegedly could feel that that could drive people toward listening to her music or purchasing her stuff. Well, shout out to her for chasing those Trump checks because... <clears throat> what ones, though? Ain't because nobody Donald Trump don't know here. who she is. I mean, another a case of, a case of the Chrisette Michelle. The only way that this would work is if she's hoping to gain his fan base. Right, the white folks take her. Which is a massive fan base. Like, let's mm-hmm. be honest. She could literally take Taylor Swift's fan base just I'm, by saying that. So if she's thinking on those terms, then... That's crazy because what a betrayal dude, of your core audience. And you're a, a black-ass gospel singer. All these people who are directly impacted by his horrible policies <laughs> and his motivation by white supremacy. But whatever. So that's what she did, and she came up with the article this week. Now, it's a lot we could say. It's a lot we could do. But I just feel like we need to just laugh because how dumb. Tina Campbell got to be one of the dumbest people I have ever seen in my life. Like, what makes you think you can influence? You know what? No, y'all. It's okay that this man has done all this and he's killing everybody. And he don't care about nobody but himself and all this stuff got to find God in him and you got to pray on him and she really thought people was gonna believe it black 
church people, okay? And I ain't talking about them fools like Mark Burns and, you know, that look like his pupils got burnt. I ain't talking about none of them. I'm talking about real black people that fuck with Mary Mary and listen to their music and watch the show. They will think that they are idiots. You forgot you guys make progressive gospel music. So that means new people who are thinking and using their brains and thinking from things from a logical perspective are the people that were listening to your music. I, too... Love Mary Mary's music, okay? But I can't love it no more, and it's all because you're stupid. I cannot believe that Tina Campbell voted for Donald Trump and said it to The Root magazine, and then the icing on this moldy cake is that she said that she voted for him for his Christian values. Donald Trump. I ain't never seen an episode of Celebrity Apprentice where he didn't opened it with prayer or then sent so or said you're fired, Not God prayer. bless, or something like Amen. Like I ain't never seen or heard. Of, I ain't heard of that. But like, you know what's gonna be funny though, because I was thinking about this, y'all. So what if people go to hell for voting for Donald Trump, right? Oh my god! And so she done did all this work all these years. <laughs> she done put on all this gospel music and fought to find all these years. You know what I'm saying? Your life's work is gospel, and you're you pushing the down button on the elevator when it's all said and done. <laughs> what if? All because you voted for Donald Trump. When I tell you, my soul is going to be bent over, rolling, cracking no, up, laughing. Didn't. When that happens, this is, going, this is going to be. Yes. I'm talking, baby, all in Whitney. Luther, everybody going to be cracking up when Tina going downstairs, okay? And the party's upstairs, okay? All because you wanted to vote for Donald J. Trump. Your dumb ass found his Christian friend, Donald. That motherfucker thought Donald Trump, okay, was a Christian value possessing person that, that could lead the, the free world. That's how you know she ain't got no friends. Like, nobody was to Yo, sit Dustin there and be like, really Tina, you right sure now? you want to do this? <laughs> that is the dumbest shit I have ever heard. <laughs> like, ain't nobody. She's so stupid. She's so stupid. So, I just want to say that, you know, she has really, you know, shot herself in the foot. She works the what's a baby boy that shot herself in the leg? Plaxico Birds or whatever it's like. She works in Plaxico. Plaxico, Mary Mary Plaxico. That's the name of the new Drew because she's that stupid. Like, I can't believe she did that. I never liked her once the TV show came on. Again, this is a case of somebody who should have just shut up and sang because we never should have been privy to her personal life. We never should have known anything about her marriage. We never should have known what she was like as a person being her smiling and annihilating that microphone on the stage because she does. But she was great. She chose to do the reality show. She chose to show her ass on the reality show. And then she was so stupid. And it's even more funny because you know how gospel artists take those, you know, deep in thought, reflective album cover pictures. So when you think about the the dummy voting for Donald Trump because his Christian values, then you see a picture of her doing like this, friend. Y'all, we're going to laugh at Tina Campbell for years to come. So I just, you know, at the end of the day, thank you for being an idiot because you have really given us all the ammo we need. I'm never going to stop. You know, supporting people like Donald Trump is enough for me to completely write you off. So I'm completely done with her. I wish Erica all the success in her new song, Well Done, is the jam. And even though she tried to cape for Tina in the comments on Baller Alert the other day, that's her sister. I get it. Yeah, that's her sister. I get it. You know what I'm saying? You know your sister's stupid. All you can say in a situation like that is, but, but that ain't what she meant. That's what America said. 
That, and I think she even said my sister in the comment. That's not what my sister said. <laughs> yeah, it is what your sister said. But, you know. <sighs> so that's all for this week's TV Land <sighs> Don't forget that this week's episode is brought to you by Talkspace, the online therapy company. Talkspace makes it easy to connect you with an experienced, licensed therapist that you pick based on your preferences for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. You can send your therapist text, audio, and video messages, or even do a live video chat. No matter the time or location, you can speak with your Talkspace therapist on the web or over the phone without scheduling, traveling, or worrying about your privacy. Talkspace therapists are fully licensed and go through a rigorous screening process in addition to thousands of hours of supervised professional training. And Talkspace is 100% confidential. You can remain completely anonymous if you want. Start therapy now with a licensed therapist that understands how you live your life today. To match your therapist perfectly with your life, go to Talkspace.com slash friendzone. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can use coupon code FRIENDZONE to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this podcast. That's code FRIENDZONE and Talkspace.com slash FRIENDZONE. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Okay! Now we're going to jump into... (laughs) What you guys I just want to pray Want to ask us And ask you for a friend With the shackles on my feet (laughs) Sante what you got for us this week As per usual Don't forget to email us At thefriendzone At loudspeakersnetwork.com Not you Tina (laughs) Not you Tina Um, To get it started I have an update From the cheat dreams And beautiful nightmares Um (laughs) This is the woman that was having them dreams about, you know, whether or not she was going, you know, she was fucking her ex in the dreams oh, and yeah. all that shit. Oh, boy. So, you guys were dead on about my current relationship. Our connection is amazing, but I have a very healthy appetite, and I get frustrated if he turns me down. Since I still tell myself that I'm a cheater, I haven't trusted that I can make this work in a healthy way. My worst fear is fucking up in my great relationship like I did in my marriage. I have to let go of that story. After I had those dreams, my boyfriend and I had an honest conversation about our sex life. It felt amazing to be so open and honest with him about my feelings, and he was really understanding. It made us much closer, and the sex is better than ever. I haven't had any dreams about my ex since, and I think the reason he was on my mind was my anxiety. I might run into him at our friend's wedding, but he didn't show, so it was all good. Thanks again for all your feedback, and I will think twice before Googling. Hey, I love it when things work out. So right? shout out. And she also uh, apologized for calling y'all cheaters. Uh, oh, no, that's all right. <laughs> no, it was really funny, <laughs> yeah, honestly. It, it was all good, girl. <laughs> um, and so I wanted to read a question. Let me just go down to the right one, because y'all got so much fun. Things to ask. <laughs> um, so this one is might be a little bit more serious. Uh, this one's called The Voice in My Head, which I just got finished singing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, hey, y'all. I just want to ask about this one thing because it's been a theme over the past few episodes. I'm having a real issue with the voice in my head. I don't know where he comes from. He's very aggressive and puts a lot of pressure on me. He never lets me celebrate my accomplishments slash growth for too long before reminding me of all that I've yet to do. He always blames me and convicts me instead of affirming me and validating me. My mother, fa- my mother, father, nor my stepmother speak to me that way. Everyone around me has always been lovingly corrective, but more caring and consoling than anything. This affects me negatively because I deal with 
cyclical depression with no medication because the, that only makes me feel worse. When the first, when the days are good, I can cancel him out or force him to speak the way I need to hear it. But when the days are hard and low or the clouds just creep in, I can't shake him and it ruins weeks, sometimes months of emotional work I've done. This is getting long as fuck. So how can I determine where this voice is coming from so that I can train him to speak to me in the way that I best receive? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, honestly, I would, I think my number one suggestion would be to see someone like a professional that can help you sort out how to approach because how to approach the voice since you are saying that it is aggressive and kind of tends to undo all of the work. I think when it feels like it's overwhelming and kind of like uh, beyond your scope of like control and understanding, that's when you should have someone help you sort it out. You know what I mean? I think that's mm-hmm. the best answer for that. So I would definitely, you know, look into Talkspace. We had Jarrell, um, who is spelled J-O-R-E-L. He was the therapist that we had at our live show. And let me tell you, he is amazing. Yes. He's black. He's dope. Totally, like, understanding of our culture. And, you know, and he fit in perfectly so I would suggest looking him up. Jarrell Carabello. Yes, Jarrell <clears throat> Carabello. He's dope on Talkspace. Um, uh, this Therapy for Black Girls, that's a website. Mm-hmm. Even though the website is titled Therapy for Black Girls, obviously it's not just for black girls. That's just her uh, target audience and target market. But she has, if you go on her website, she has an archive of therapists in your different states that are black. So that's another option if you'd prefer to see someone one-on-one. Because I know for me, I'd prefer like sitting on a couch. Maybe I'd just like the traditional aspect of like talking to someone. I like the energy exchange. So those are two um, things to look into. I will say, though, I don't know if you're someone who enjoys audiobooks or reading or any of that nature. But there's a book that I'm reading right now. And it's called Why Buddhism is True by Robert Wright. And before you, you know, roll your eyes like, I have no interest in Buddhism. It's not <laughs> about Buddhism. <laughs> it's actually, um, sorry. <laughs> You're trying to convert people. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the science and philosophy of meditation and enlightenment. Mm. And one reason that I'm suggesting, suggesting, what is that? Shizha. Shizha. Same thing. <laughs> See? One reason I'm suggesting that you listen to the audiobook is because there's a section where, and I actually want to do an episode about this, so I'm glad you brought it up, where he talks about natural selection. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how biologically our brains can tend to deceive us, which is really disheartening because it's like we're biologically created to have an enemy almost in our own bodies. Man, because I the, give up. <laughs> <laughs> because in natural selection, when you do your research on it, and I'm sure a lot of us in biology and you know in high school studied about it, your body's goal is to get your genetics to make it to the next generation. And it will do anything. It doesn't have a consciousness. It doesn't have feelings. It doesn't give a fuck about anything but that. And so if it it actually, one interesting thing he said was that if it has to create hallucinations in your mind, it will. 
whatever the fuck it needs to release chemically, hormonally, like it'll do it. And mm-hmm. that's insane. Mm-hmm. It's insane. So it, but it makes you also understand that you are battling nature in a lot of the things that you might think like, oh, I just can't get, you know, shake this depression. Sometimes it's a bigger battle than just like training the voice to be nice to you. You right. know, there's a lot more that goes into it. So I would love for you to check out this book because it's just been really mind blowing. Um, and I love because the author even admits himself that even though he's a scientist who knows all of this, it's still a battle for him. Mm-hmm. And so Robert Wright, Why Buddhism is True, check him out. And like I said, have someone help you. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with Fran. I think Talkspace is a great resource for um people who may be feeling the way that you're feeling and I just wish you all the best on your journey to healing and telling your voices to shut their ass up right Right. I wish you all the best Mm -hmm. so I agree with you 100% friend and you're not alone I think that's probably the most relief that we can offer is that that's a daily battle I think for pretty much everybody right I was gonna say if you feel like you cannot tame this voice on your own and it's been weeks and months definitely you have to see some professional help Like, if you are crippled or anything like that, you know, something like a podcast or just voices of things that, you know, are positive or outside of, you know, yourself, those things can help. But if you're finding you can't even get to a resource of any sort, you need to seek some help out because it's going to give you like a regular schedule of just going and having a check-in with yourself or with someone else that can help you sort out and get back to yourself. And I think that there is nothing wrong with that. Um, You're not supposed to, unfortunately, I've um, been working through this my whole life. Um, I don't feel like as human beings, we can do everything on our own. Like, even though, you know, through natural selection, we're all out to get, you know, all out to do our own shit. We need to have these interactions with other people sometimes to be able to sort this shit out. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. Like, you know, I don't have enough money to afford therapy on a regular basis. But luckily, there are these things like Talkspace <laughs> that make it convenient and affordable. But, you know, I've been so lucky and blessed that I've been able to work with you, friend, where it's like you've been able to answer questions that I didn't even know I was asking yet. So it's like, you know, awesome. through other people, we get to learn about ourselves. But sometimes we can't get to that point, And that's OK. So it's not like you have to go seek help because there's something wrong with you. You might just need a different perspective to get you back on track so you can handle all your shit. And if that takes some time, take all the time you need. You got your whole life ahead of you. and You need to make it the best life. So, Yeah, and seeking help is, listen, there's nothing wrong with it. I know there's a stigma, especially in our communities. People try to tell you to pray it away or don't talk about it. But that's why a lot of our parents are fucked up now. Right. Because they didn't get help. We are lucky that we have digital options we can even meet them through skype like it's there's really no way to to not have access to getting help and you should absolutely take advantage like you said it's just helpful to have someone help you sort through the thoughts that's really all it is because if you have all these people around you being positive but you inside yourself is just telling you you ain't shit like you because it's not about that you could have the nicest people in the world and if you don't feel it you don't feel it it's just how the body works so I think it, it'll be more than helpful to talk to somebody. Please write back into the show and let us know what you got going on. Um, outside of that, that's pretty much it here over at the Asking for a Friend Corner. 
we are going to move on to the black business of lay week. <laughs> yes, the black business of the week. This week we're going to do something a little bit unconventional and a highlight someone who we thought deserved it. Uh, recently, as we said earlier, um, Cardi B has hit the number one spot on the Billboard Hot 100. She literally has the number one song in the country. Everybody is vibing to these bloody shoes. Bodak Yellow. Dead. And in that number one song, that Hot 100 number one hit, which is a bad, uh, not an easy thing to do. Not everybody has it. No. But she does. And in yeah. that number one hit, she mentions that she got a bag and fixed her teeth, right? <laughs> well, <clears throat> because of this, Cardi B's dentist has recently been in the news because her business has tripled. That's wild. Yes, oh her God. business has tripled during... Is she going to be on Married to Medicine? <laughs> <laughs> her business has tripled during uh, the success of Cardi B's hit, Bodak Yellow. So... This week's Black Business of the Week goes out to Dr. Catrice Austin, yes. uh, <laughs> our black so female dentist. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Catrice Austin, Cardi B's dentist, whose business has tripled. You can find her quite easily just by Googling Dr. Catrice Austin or Cardi B's dentist. That's all you have to do to find her. She is actually a dentist here in New York City on 57th Street. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, black Shoot. female dentist. Let's go get my teeth. I was about to say, if I can't make it down to Dr. Heavenly soon, I might have to just go. Go right here and see Cardi B's. That's right. New York City Cosmetic and General Dentistry. Uh, look out for Dr. Catrice Austin. So she is our Black Business of the Week. Yes. Well deserved. Um, congratulations on reaping the success of a song that mentions how impactful your good work was, Dr. Austin. So yes. thank you for accepting the bag that Cardi used the to bag. fix her teeth. And let that be motivation out there for y'all that are getting those bags and y'all need to fix your teeth. There are plenty of black dentists out there you can see. Patrice yeah. Austin. You can see Dr. Heavenly. There are all these black <laughs> people out here that you can give your money to. I would to. love to have a black dentist. I want to go to Dr. Heavenly. I want her so to bad. clean my teeth. Yes. I can't believe you just was in Atlanta too. I have time. And we, we was right around the, the corner from OLG and everything. Uh. Like, so yes, but I would definitely oh, want Doctor Heavenly to fix my teeth. Anyway, no, that no, it was temporary. It was. Mm-hmm. Oh, they it had was more that like reinspection. a progress report than a report card. <laughs> they had yeah. that reinspection. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, now you know Candy wasn't playing that. She said I may be small. Now, Todd, if you're oh. gonna be in here taking pictures, you better make <laughs> okay. sure everything's on point while Ace I'm told, on the road. Ace told her, King up. King up. King restaurant. King up. King up, mommy. Candy's baby. <laughs> now that I've got, got my like ace. See. <laughs> oh. uh, well, that's it for this week's show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Do you guys have any church announcements before we get out of here? Uh, not this week, but I will soon. So shout out to church announcements. They are amazing. Shout out to church um, shout out to the Reed. I'm gonna be on the road with them. So if you're in Chicago this weekend, I'm gonna see you when I see you. So, you know, come holler at your boy. Come on down, come on down. Oh, wait, oh, it's a holiday. It's a holiday. I, it's you a just holiday. Thought about Thank you, it's friend. Holiday, friend. Thank you, friend. And you know what? We're going to have a late Twitter in these hey, streets announcement because they are, there is, I'm not even going to play it, but I'm going to let the person know who brought this to our attention that we appreciate it. Where is the tweet? Here it is. Shout out to Somali Socialism. What a name. Uh, at at Somali Socialism, just how it's spelled, who tweeted Asante and myself and said, y'all know what today is. On October 3rd, 
when we found the Vine account of the young lady, Asante, yes. who yes. invited her followers, bless her heart, she invited her followers to Disney World in the following Vine. to Disney World October 3rd, so if you want to come on down, come on down. I'm going to Disney World October 3rd, so if, if you, you want to come, come on down, down come on down. <laughs> and so on today, on a holiday. <laughs> on a holiday. A holiday on today. We want to give... Honor to October 3rd. Yes. Come on down, day. National, Stop. come on down, Don't day. Don't talk to me. Losing lame, I want to be like, oh, totally. She also originated that. So we love her, baby. We hope. Why do y'all know? She's, you know, on the anniversary of your trip to Disney World, we hope yes. people, in fact, did come on down. Uh, yes. Um, I will be in Switzerland this week. Yes. Yes. Um, Swiss roll. I know. I'm so excited about that. I'm going to be doing this really dope um, campaign that's like wellness space and travel and eco chic. So it's going to be fun. Did it on them. I'm so excited for you. Man, I just did it on them. When you guys find out the details of this, you are going to be so excited. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm staying in like a pod in the mountains. I posted a couple of pictures on Twitter today of the location if you guys want to see. And of course, follow me on Snapchat. Hey, friend, hey. Follow me on Instagram. Hey, friend, hey. Across the board because I will be keeping you guys posted on everything from getting to Switzerland to being in Switzerland and just all the details of the campaign. It's going to be beautiful. It's very me. It's very, very me. Can you bring me back some hot chocolate? (laughs) I can't wait to describe to you guys how, in fact, Fran it is. Oh, God. It's just so perfect. Y'all going to see me frolicking the mountains with blankets wrapped around me with a cup of tea in Switzerland in Switzerland right so if any of you in Switzerland what's up (laughs) come on down come on down come on down I'm going to Switzerland (laughs) (laughs) that's it for this week on the Alps you know bring me something (laughs) I love you guys so much as always thank you for listening and we will see you guys next week stay black and protect your magic Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.